Hi, I'm JJ Walsh, and this is a reading of a Medium article I wrote in the beginning of August 2022, titled, Tilting at Windmills in Hawaii. The expression to tilt at windmills refers to fighting an imaginary enemy, but in Kahuku on Oahu, it is actually the wind power that the local communities are rallying against as they feel burdened with invasive windmills which disrupt their lives. Yet, they feel they are receiving no compensation for this disruption. Before I knew about the struggle between the locals and the wind farm, I stood on Waimea Beach in the North Shore, admiring the technology that allows us to harness energy from the wind. Yet, true sustainability is finding a balance between the needs of people, planet, and profit, and it sounds like there is a lack of consideration of the needs of local people who are directly affected. Hawaiians traditionally lived on the lowlands as the mountains were the area for the gods. As outside influence and entrepreneur innovations in agriculture and societal philosophies came to the islands, indigenous rights and values have changed and often been disregarded in the march to progress. Ignoring traditional Hawaiian practices has also led to modern food insecurity issues in Hawaii, a dangerous dependence on imported foods. If Hawaiians had been allowed to continue regenerative farming practices throughout history, Hawaii would be a more food secure destination today. Similar to the Satoyama philosophy of old Japan, the Hawaiians had a deep knowledge for how to balance their needs for food with respect and preservation of nature. Using natural water flows from the mountains, which would go through farmlands to the sea, as the water flowed from the mountains through the taro fields and fish ponds to the sea, it created food resources without damaging the delicate balance of the local ecosystem. The first Hawaiians came to the islands and used these regenerative systems of food production successfully for over a thousand years. Modern people living in Hawaii in the 2000s have been trained to rely on the conveniences of energy consumption and imported processed and packaged foods just like anywhere else in the world. Most locals in Hawaii have moved away from a lifestyle focused on living in balance with nature as we see mirrors of in Japan and worldwide. In Japan, most people don't even know what Satoyama is and living with less convenience and more balance with the needs of our community and the environment is rather unheard of. The huge reliance on monocrops, pesticide-heavy agriculture, and imported essentials, once called convenience, has created a dangerous over-dependence on imports to the islands. In the last 10 years, more grassroots organizations and government promotion of local agriculture is helping to improve the situation, but still, a whopping 85% of all food is imported. There has also been a long reliance on energy imports as oil 
gas, and coal to make energy has been the norm for decades. In 2022, at long last, a more sustainable philosophy of energy is becoming reality as Oahu will turn off its last coal power plant in September this year. One of the ways Hawaii is transitioning to cleaner energy is a focus on wind. When I read about the concerns of people in Kahuku, directly affected by a new large-scale wind project in the area, I was surprised that despite the inconveniences and damage to their lifestyles, the locals directly affected didn't seem to be being compensated. When I talked with an industry insider, she told me that to get the go-ahead for the project, the developers are always required to get community support in the early planning stages. She had sympathy for both the managers of the project as well as the local community. It is just not possible to talk with everyone and to get everyone to agree to new changes, she said. According to the Star Advertiser, Hawaii's electricity is three times higher than the national average, costing an average of $150 a month despite consuming 40% less than a mainland U.S.-based home. So an offer to compensate locals with discounted energy bills seems like it would help gain support of the project. Leaving people out of the sustainable balance equation of people, planet, profit will only lead to disaster. There has to be a way to appease the needs of locals for any effective long-term solution. Hearing local concerns and addressing their needs can go a long way to establishing a stronger image that builds brand loyalty among locals while appealing to new residents and visitors alike. People may still complain, but they are able to accept change easier if they can see how it benefits their own lives in some way. Over the years, there have been many horrible examples of exploitative, profit-seeking, environmentally damaging projects in Hawaii, which completely disregarded human health and safety. They have been financially compensated after, but the damage really cannot be undone. On the beautiful island of Kauai, for example, the documentary film Poisoning Paradise shows how the issues um, developed and dangers to local people and environment from the huge biotech companies which were encouraged to use this pristine natural paradise to test dangerous pesticides and chemicals. It is clear that the renewable energy projects in Hawaii are supposed to be for the common good of people, so the need to include their concerns for long-term success and good branding through trust is necessary. If trust can be established between the government, project managers, and local community members, it will smooth the path for similar renewable energy projects across Hawaii coming in the next 20 years, as Hawaii now aims for a 100% renewable energy-powered grid by 2045. Renegotiating with locals 
about the Kahuku Wind installation to find a better, more sustainable balance and allow residents to see how they can benefit from the inconvenience of hosting clean energy for other people around Oahu is key to future success of Kahuku as well as all upcoming renewable energy projects across the state. Power plants, incinerators, landfills, and sewage process plants around Hawaii have been shown to negatively affect the physical as well as mental health of those who live nearby. The areas chosen to bear dirty and distasteful aspects of modern society like this is often connected to inequality among the rich and the poor. The burden of waste management and power generation is often not shared equally among all people. The noise and diminished property prices Kahuku locals complain of need to be addressed. And although it may be too late to stop the wind power farms from being created, it's not too late to create better lines of communication and to negotiate some type of compensation. While it's true that addressing climate change is vital, as the Hawaii Supreme Court stated in their judgment to uphold the Kahuku wind power projects, new projects would still benefit from getting local people to support them. Government, companies, and courts need to keep a more sustainable balance in mind. The narrative should be clear that the reason we are fighting for renewable energy projects in Hawaii is to combat climate change, to preserve the quality of life for future generations of all people. I'm so impressed by the progress Hawaii's government is making with more sustainable energy and agriculture, but I hope to see more transparency and clear communication. Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear your comments. Uh, you can reach out to me on Twitter, uh, JJ Walsh or on Facebook and Instagram for Inbound Ambassador.